podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of MLS UK Show Stoppage Time, the bonus episode from us at the MLS UK Show. And by us, I mean me, Henry Hewitt, and as always, I'm joined by... Elliot Holman, thanks for coming back. Yes, we're back uh, for our second stoppage time of 2023. Uh, Elliot, I think the the question on everyone's lips is how did you do on that stag do uh, in Leeds at the weekend? Um, I definitely slept in my car having watched Orlando on Apple TV. Uh, I snuck away, broke away from the group um, at about midnight and thought it's night two. We'd already done Friday. I thought, yeah, we'll, we'll be all right. Um, and, uh, and I enjoyed it. It was very comfortable. So, uh, it started as a bit of a joke, like, Oh, I'm going to sleep in the car. Um, it was actually fantastic. So highly recommend. We'd recording on Tuesday. How are you? How are you feeling? Are you still worse for wear or did you manage to shake it off on Monday? Um, I don't know if anyone else uh, has ever experienced this, but on this stag do, it was uh, lots of rugby lads, boo rugby, um, team soccer and all that. Um, and apparently it's a thing within the rugby commun- community. They do this thing called court on a stag do. Um, and Henry's eyes have lit up, so he's obviously suffered this before. Um, I've not, actually. I- uh, okay, so the best man uh, has his gavel and his uh, and his wig, and uh, he's the judge. And basically, anything that happens on the stag do um, will be punished. Uh, so you'll you'll be called in front of the judge, where you must kneel, and uh, you'll be sentenced for any number of things that you you might have done. Um, I did have to. I'll be honest with you. Um, everyone there was a Derby fan. So I had to drink for being a Norwich and Orlando fan. Uh, I had to down a pint. Um, I'm not quite as good at downing pints as the uh, rugby lads, lads, lads. So, uh, yeah, not ideal. But we got through it. Oh, also, every time I'd finished my pint, I had to uh, do my best Delia Smith impression. Like, where are you? Let's be having you. Um, quite humiliating in the middle of Weatherspoons, But we move. Yeah, well, it sounds like I've never been on a rugby stag do. Um, I don't know where we'd... Maybe like a sort of a frat boy sort of situation if we were to compare it to something from America. But um, yeah, it sounds exactly how I thought it would sound like. So well done. You got through it. You got to the other side and we're uh, doing another episode. That was my one worry that we wouldn't be able to do any more episodes. (laughs) And I managed to watch some MLS as well. So all in all, it it was good survival. Great. Uh, So let's talk about MLS then. And I feel we need to start this week's episode of Stoppage Time with an apology. And it's an apology to St. Louis. St. Louis City won their first three games on the verge of breaking the expansion record for winning most games at the start of a season, uh, which was Seattle Sounders in 2009 with three. If they beat San Jose at the weekend, they get to four. And we're here... And we've basically, all the way through the season so far, said, yeah, the bubble will burst at some point. And it's not doing. Not yet. Uh, I I will echo your apology to uh, St. Louis City fans. Um, However, I do do feel it will be short-lived still. I, I am impressed. And I have to commend them. Obviously, we've we've talked about the the previous games. This one at the weekend, away at Portland, that's hugely impressive. Um, 
it's quite a chaotic style that they play. And I think that makes them very difficult to predict, but it's also very difficult to sustain. It's very difficult to coach. So while I think it's maybe a, an actually quite a genius approach as you come into the league and no one really knows what you're going to be about and what your style of play is, um, I'd liken it to, you know how everyone eventually caught on to Jamie Vardy at, at Leicester, like running, you know, getting getting around the back. I, I do worry a little bit that, um, you know, if, if that's it, if that's the plan, it's going to come unstuck. But uh, yeah, I echo your apology. Three wins from three in MLS, two on the road as well. Fair play, fair play. Yeah, well, we uh, perhaps shouldn't be talking about Jamie Vardy on this podcast with what's happened uh, with his MLS uh, pro team, uh, Rochester. But we move on uh, to St. Louis again. It's uh, I, I read a stat the other day, and I think it's it's pretty much like 95% of teams that have won their first three matches have gone on to uh, to make playoffs, uh, which we were saying that any, if they get anywhere near the playoffs, that would be a great result, like Charlotte did last year. So uh, they're already on course to do that. Um, you said there that the bubble possibly will burst, but there's rumours this week that Roberto Firmino could be joining from Liverpool. I mean, if he signed, would you? where would you put St. Louis then? How, how far could they go? Huge statement of intent if they get that done. We've, we know from Miami that it's very easy to get some rumours out there and, and find a big name and attach them to your club. We know that very few, very few of the Miami ones ha- have come off. And then teams like Montreal suddenly surprise you with Victor Wanyama, for example. Um, so, you know, we'll take it with a pinch of salt for now. If they get that across the line, obviously it won't be until uh, the summer transfer window. So we'll be uh, at least halfway into the season. However, of course, that's a game changer. You put the ball in the right spot and Bobby Firmino is going to score a goal. However, do they not have that already? We've we've already dis- uncovered the fact that their number nine is an absolute diamond in the rough. Yeah. Um, I mean, as it stands, I don't think they particularly need anyone else. Just keep putting the same team out and they're going to win every week. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe it is a bit of lazy journalism. Roberto Firmino was at Hoffenheim when the uh, St. Louis City sporting director, whose name I'm not going to try and pronounce because there's a lot of random uh, vowels in there. But uh, he was there at that time. So maybe there is a link there. He's also linked with LAFC, who uh, if they're not linked with Inter Miami, players are going to be linked with LAFC. So we'll wait and see on that one. Uh, we do know he's definitely leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. Um, and uh, I would love to see him in MLS. And I think it would be a big statement of intent by St. Louis City, as you said there, because, um, you know, as as well as they are doing, like we were saying at the start of the season, surely there's got to be something else, maybe in the summer. Um, but no, as we said, uh, they don't suppose they need him at the moment. Um, right, let's move on to the second topic, and it actually is about LAFC, and it's about LAFC and Bayern Munich. They have teamed up, um, which for MLS fans, looking at LAFC last season and looking at how they've started this season, is quite a scary thought that they've teamed up with Bayern Munich. Anybody teaming up with Bayern Munich is scary, to be honest. Um, LAFC teaming up with Bayern Munich, the team who seem to be able to do the most magic with their roster uh, out of anybody in MLS and then put it into practice on the field as well and, and dominate teams. 
That is a, a frightening concept. Um, and fair play to them because I think what's happened here is they, they've capitalized on their success. Um, they, you know, they had huge success last year. They can go to Bayern Munich and go, look, we're the greatest team in North America. Hey, don't come for me. Uh, do you, you know, want to hook up? You up, question mark. Um, and and this is a really, really, really excellent opportunity for both clubs, to be fair. Bayern Munich are a much bigger club, of course, but they will benefit from this too. And I'd, I want to see more of this in MLS, to be honest, because I think teams in Europe are starting to appreciate that MLS teams have got a lot to offer. We keep seeing these youngsters moving over to Europe. This is a big opportunity for, for Bayern as much as it is for LAFC. Um, yeah, just before I, I give my two penneth about this, uh, I need to just point out that it has started absolutely throwing it down here in Manchester. So if you can hear rain in the background of my microphone, that's what that is. Um, if you know Mancunian uh, uh, weather, then you'll know that this is hardly a surprise. Um, right, back to LAFC and Bayern Munich. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they're calling it a global soccer development cooperation. LAFC have said it's the latest step in their evolution. And yeah, I mean, there's not many better teams in Europe to team up with from an LAFC point of view. And we've seen with Alfonso Davis going over and settling really well, a few more players from MLS going over to, to Germany are like around the area as well. It's uh, it is a market that um, that both would love to tap into, and quite clearly, uh, they've done the research and found that the best teams for each other are these teams. And um, yeah, I mean LAFC. I, I know some people have, have been talking around this as saying that could they be the new MLS glow like global soccer franchise? Could they be the the biggest? Uh, you know, and the best. The sort of are we in for a sort of New England Patriots sort of era? in MLS with LAFC. And to be honest, if they're going to be teaming up with Bayern Munich and getting some of their players and vice versa, you can't really argue that that could actually happen. I think what what keeps this quite grounded is, of course, the roster rules. Um, there's only so much that they would be able to do. But it, it proves that, you know, I presume Bayern are, are likely to send them maybe a higher calibre player than somebody like... Colorado, for example, or RSL might be able to get on loan from Europe. And I think that's going to be the key. Um, you only get so many loans. You only get so many internationals. However, if those loans and internationals are of a much higher standard because of your partnership with the team, fantastic. Yeah, uh, right. Let's move on to the next talking point in MLS this week. And it's about uh, Lionel Messi. Maybe Messi going to Inter Miami is the one hope we've got from not having LAFC as the uh, the next big franchise who are going to take over MLS and dominate the years to come. Uh, this rumour isn't going away. Messi to MLS, in particular into Miami. Apparently PSG are speaking to him. I got the pleasure of watching him play uh, in February and he's still got it. He's still got it. He can still do it in France. So I'm not surprised PSG are after renewing his signature. Uh, but Don Garber said this week that they will move, basically move heaven and earth to get Lionel Messi here. They will compensate him and his family. I'm getting bored of talking about it, really. I can't wait for it to happen. But just how big for the league would this be? Well, there's a reason that Don Garber wants it to happen. And it's the same reason that we're all aware of. He's the greatest soccer player of all time. Um, uh, you you saw him play recently. I, I randomly got to see his first ever appearance for Barcelona. And I just... 
I felt privileged ever since. You know, the man is an absolute legend and icon. If MLS's brand was anywhere near associated with with Messi's, it immediately, immediately gives it loads, loads more credibility. So I completely understand why why they're trying to do this. We saw it with David Beckham. It was unprecedented. They'd never they'd never, you know, given a team like LA Galaxy the the tools to go and get that job done before with the with the designated player rule. And so this would be the same again. The only issue that everybody else is going to have is, well, if they can do it, why, you know, why don't we get that? Um, so I think there needs to be an element of fairness because ultimately if any team had the money and on the budget, they should be able to go and do a deal like that as well. So it remains to be seen, but of course we all want it. We all want to see it. Uh, our podcast stats and, and YouTube stats have rocketed in the last few weeks. Imagine if Messi joins the league, then what happens? Hey, we'll be on Apple TV, Elliot, before we know it. Um, no, we, uh, yeah, we're way down the list for that. Um, yeah, I, I know they've also uh, speculated this week about giving Messi a franchise in the future, just like we did with David Beckham. You know, I think that would be intriguing it'll be interesting I don't know what Lionel Messi's like I know David Beckham he's got a he's got a very uh, savvy business head um you know whether it be aftershave or underwear or football boots or whatever else that David Beckham's put his name to um I don't know whether Lionel Messi's in the same bracket as that or whether he's got the same ambitions as that but um you know offering it's a, it's a really intriguing place to be, isn't it, MLS, and have a, an eye on it because there's no other league in the world that will offer players a, a bumper contract, multi-million pound deal, and then the opportunity to own one of the football clubs in the future. Yeah, I think in terms of him having a franchise, that's just MLS trying to... that That's them just looking around going, what have we got? What can we, what can we put his way? Um, and... I'm not entirely convinced he would be massively interested in that. I think we all know and anticipate that he goes back to South America when when he finishes playing. Um, potentially a role at Barcelona, of course, as well. So I, I, I don't know about that, but we certainly know there will be more franchises, probably another 50 in the next three years. And if one of them goes to Messi, one of them goes to Messi, it won't make any difference to Don. He's counting his counting his Garba bucks in his high tower and uh, we just keep adding teams. If one of them goes to Messi, one of them goes to Messi. Let's just get him in the league while he's still playing. Well, speaking of Garba bucks, he's going to be having a lot more if our fourth story of the week comes true. Apparently, MLS have teamed up with the same production company who do Drive to Survive on uh, Netflix you don't know that Elliot is a big fan of Formula One. I literally only watch this show. Uh, I don't really watch the races, but I know what goes on through this show. It's a behind the scenes look at Formula One um, and he's been very successful. And uh, I know they've done a tennis one. They've done a golf one as well. An MLS one. I mean, that would be fascinating, right? MLS writes its own stories every single week. So uh, with with the equivalent of Drive to Survive, really hyping it up and... Um engineering some uh, some stories as well I, I i think it would be a fantastic watch um I, I love formula one i think drive to survive is is fantastic it's brought millions of new viewers to the sport and if that you know again another fantastic way for mls to market themselves and to grow with the apple deal and getting messy over there and if we get a drive to survive style 
uh, drama, then of course that's going to benefit as well. And whew, just keep thinking of those podcast stats. Yeah, this is going to be so exciting if this comes off. I think uh, for MLS, it's got so much to give us, so much drama, um, you know, and I think that to be behind the scenes and see that will be incredible. Obviously, Apple TV deal as well is going to bring a lot more to the plate, and I think it's just going to be fascinating to have that. Um, you know, but, I mean, there's not, not many teams in the league and there's that much going on. You can't just have a, what, a 10-episode series. It's going to surely have to be sort of a... I don't know, a 40 episode series to get through everything. And and will it be on Netflix? They've literally got a deal with Apple TV. I, I'm skeptical on this. <laughs> yeah, just imagine that. Um, all that money Apple TV is spending and then it ends up on Netflix. But uh, I doubt that will be happening. Uh, Apple TV, I'm sure, have written it into the contract that anything that comes up like this will go on Apple TV. And I can't wait. It's going to be incredible. All the stuff that we don't get to see. I bet there's loads of stuff that happens behind the scenes that we'll we'll be able to see. Um, yeah, and who knows? It could uh, it could really open people's eyes to MLS and get a whole new audience. Uh, right. Well, that's nearly it from us uh, for this episode of MLS UK Show Stoppage Time. Before we go, though, like last time, we will be answering a question that we've had in from one of you, one of our listeners or viewers. Uh, this is coming on Twitter, Andy Walsh, who is uh, he's from Salford, actually. So he's only, I've never bumped into him, but he's from down the road uh, where I am at the moment. So he'll be getting very wet right now with the rain. Um, he asked, he said, I've been lucky enough to see MLS matches in Orlando, Dallas, Atlanta, New York City and LA Galaxy. And he's chosen the team Houston Dynamo. Don't know why from that. Um, he said, I'm hoping to get over the pond again uh, this season, but whose ground should I visit next? Mm. Fantastic question. I mean, what are you looking for? Um, I, uh, the, the atmosphere of, you know, in the likes of Portland, just it just entices me so much. Like I'm desperate to go right out west and see that. Um, but then right on the other on the other side, you've got stunning views of, of Subaru Park in Philadelphia. Of course, I highly recommend Orlando. Um, just go to Disney as well. Um, we need to do them all. All of them. All of them, Andy. Yeah, uh, I think Andy should be our guinea pig. He should go to every single MLS stadium and then uh, tell us which are the ones not to bother to go to because we've both only ever been to Orlando. Um, I would say, I think Portland's a must. We've both said that. We've both said it on this podcast and on other podcasts as well, um, that Portland is is going to be uh, an incredible visit when we get there. I think the newer stadiums as well. Um, you know, I liked St. Louis. I said on the last episode that it kind of uh, gave me a sort of a British vibe to it with everyone stood up. Apparently the food's brilliant as well. So St. Louis is definitely one. I'd like to visit um, Red Bulls, Red Bulls Arena. That's a, a nice stadium. And then you go into Canada. I think BC Place looks incredible. Toronto's ground, Montreal's. Uh, I'd have to learn my French, though, if I went to Montreal's. Uh, so there is so many to visit. Um, I think my favourite would have to be Portland, though. But, um, yeah, other than that, any of the newer stadiums. Philly, like Elliot said. Um, I mean, we love MLS. We'd just like to visit one. Uh, you know, we're very jealous that you've gone to five there, Andy. Yeah, let's 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 sort a full tour out. That needs to happen. Um, but of course, when you're heading to an MLS game, 
you've got to be kitted out. You've got to have your jersey on. So don't forget, um, make sure you check out our show sponsors, Soccer90.com. It is the place to go to get all of your um, MLS merch, loads of European teams in there as well. Um, And I was listening to a podcast earlier on today, right? And the presenter said, oh, well, the product's quite good, but I just really want to tell you that the the guys running it are really nice. And I thought, do you know what? I bet they aren't as nice as the guys at Soccer 90 because we don't just talk about it because they're our sponsors. Like these guys are incredible. Uh, They work so hard um, in the Soccer Hall of Fame in Dallas. So uh, shout out to, to the guys at Soccer 90 for supporting us. And of course, we got a discount code as well, haven't we? We have, yeah, 20% off, type in MLS UK at the checkout, and that's what you get. Uh, we need to say as well, just on the stadium bit, yeah, we missed out Dallas. Yeah, go to, I mean, Andy has been to Dallas, and we would love to go to Dallas just to visit our sponsors, but and the Soccer Hall of Fame as well. So much to do uh, amongst MLS stadiums. Uh, right, don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe, and write a comment in the uh, comment section. If you've got a question for us on the next episode of Stoppage Time, then please ask away. Uh, If you're on your podcast provider, please uh, subscribe, follow us, and uh, also leave us a rating. But Elliot, there's one rule and one rule only. LA Galaxy style, five stars only, please. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Uh, Right, that's it from us. Uh, We're going to be back very soon. But for now, I've been Henry Hewitt. And I've been Elliot Holman. Enjoy another week of MLS. See ya. Podcast Network.